It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 74. My name is Vince, and this is the podcast that talks all about bartending. I have a chat with Vano coming up, but before we get to that, I received a very cool email, and uh, actually we're very honored to have received emails from several veterans of the armed services. This one's from a guy named Steve. He's a former Marine, and um, he wrote us a story about how uh, his life after the Marine Corps um, evolved into bartending and a great story. Uh, We really appreciated hearing from him. And um, I wrote back, uh, of course, thank you for your service and uh, asked his permission to um, talk about some of the things he spoke about in his email. And he said that was fine. So uh, I might even post parts of it up on the, on the web, you know, our website, um, bartenderjourney.weebly.com. But the, uh, the coolest part I wanted to tell you about his email, he says, Vano's story about the old man drinking wild turkey was deep. Moments like that are, are rare, but they stick with you. I got cut from the club early one night. I had just served a guy a shot of Jameson before I went out from behind the bar. I changed, came back onto the floor, and saw this shot sitting there. The guy was gone. When I looked closer, I saw this, and he sent the picture, which I'll, I'll definitely post up on the internet. And uh, it's a picture of a shot and a note written on a uh, cocktail napkin or something. And the note says, For a good man, friend, and soldier, Sergeant William Witowowitz, a true hero, killed in action June 7th, 2011. Please drink at midnight in Billy's memory. So we we raise a glass here at Bartender Journey to Billy's memory. And uh, we're grateful for all our listeners who uh, served in the armed services. All right, let's get into the show. Guess who's in the studio with me today? Yo, what's good? It's Mr. Vano is back in the studio with us today. What's up? All right. Always great to have you in the studio with us. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. So uh, you got some stuff to talk about today? Yeah, man. I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I uh, recently trained two uh, new bartenders back to back. Okay. And it was it was just a fluke. It wasn't like, you know, they were like, oh, you're amazing. Why don't you train these bartenders? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what happened was... Um, I was going to do a gig and, uh, you know, drive in my car to the gig and I get there and uh, I get to, usually get there early. There's another bartender and you find out the layout, how many bartenders and, you know, the count. So it was like 275 people and just three bartenders. So me and another bartender are there. We, we you know, right off the bat establish a game plan. You know, I'm going to do ice, he's going to do glasses, and the third bartender is going to, you know, start the setups, and then we'll help, the, you know, the third bartender complete the setups. Mm-hmm. So we're doing this, and uh, it's the day is progressing. The third bartender's not showing up, Uh-oh. and uh, the uh, bartender starts panicking. He's like, we got a half hour until we open, you know, uh, what's going on? So I was like, listen, um, you know, start the setups, I'll finish the glasses, and then, you know, either you or I will tell the manager and uh, tell them that we need, you know, this bartender's not showing up. Mm-hmm. So, and make a long story short, we uh, tell the manager that the bartender's not sh- uh, showing up, the third bartender hasn't showed up, and we need a bartender. So he get, gets a kid off the floor that is a waiter. Right. And he says, he, he says, I'm going to have someone that has some experience. So I see the kid, and I go up to him, I introduce myself, and, you know... You know, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the first thing he says to me, man, which blew me away, he asked me, what's the count? Really? Here, yeah. <laughs> All right, so he knew something. Yeah, so I was really impressed with that, and I you know, kind of laughed out of being impressed. I said, well, you know, I'm in, I'm in the 4-5 club. And, you know, I said five count. 
And uh, right. so, you know, we, we, it's progressing, it's progressing, and we're in, you know, the room for cocktail hour. Dude, 275 people, three bartenders. And, one, and one's not that experienced. Yeah, that's... so it's, it's getting, you know, we're ready. And this yeah. kid, dude, is fucking scared. Yeah. You could tell. Like, he yeah. doesn't look like, he, he just has that look where he doesn't know whether to shit or puke, man. Yeah. He is fucking scared. So I'm just telling him, yo, relax, man. Just, just smile and relax. And uh, he looks at my setup and he's like, you know, you bring your own shakers. I go, absolutely. Not only did I bring my own shakers, I, dude, I was like doing a live bartender journey show. That's what it was like, man. You know, <laughs> I said, not only did I bring my own shakers, I bring my wine key, my uh, bottle opener, a pen, matches. Uh-huh. So we're we're about to open, and he really, dude, dude, looks scared. And he should be scared. This is yeah. some serious shit. Right. So um, we open up. I go, yo, my man, smile and. Uh, Dude, the crowd just comes in, man. The rush. Just, <laughs> dude. And like you're on your own because I got to handle my so shit. It's like a tidal wave coming towards yeah, you. Yeah. Right? When, you, it, when know you open it. the bar at an at a event like that. And these people are thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Thirsty and they're just, they're coming in and then, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you just got to do one, two, three, you know, and I'm just working my stuff. And he's, he's with the same person. I don't know what he's doing because I'm focusing on mine. But once I finish my set, I look at him and the guest is, he hands a guest like a drink in a martini glass. Uh-huh. And uh, the guest is like, you know, what is this? Blah blah blah. Uh-huh. So I, I kind of I look at the guest and I'm like, you know, just eye contact. You know, yeah. he's like, I ordered, I ordered a Long Island iced tea. What is this? <laughs> so I make the Long Island iced tea, and the kid sees me that I have to correct his drink. The kid's dejected, so he comes up to me and he's like, "This is how I make the drink where I work. I I, I never bartend. I only shadowed." But I work, he works at a chain restaurant, one of the okay. big chains, and he shadows bartenders, whatever that means. I guess he just watches them. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, it's all good. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me, this is, and as he's talking, there's another guest. I go, dude, get that guest. <laughs> so he, 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 and he, and he, there was like a simple drink he was able to do, mm-hmm. but then he had problems with like uh, uh, Collins, a Tom Collins and a Long Island tea, and he kept putting drinks in martini glasses. Hmm. And that's how they did it where he worked. So he's making another drink he fucked up. A guest asked me to make it because I'm looking at the guest. I'm trying to prevent yeah. a problem. I don't yeah. want them to c- complain. And uh, been there. He, yeah, and he's he's coming up to me and he's dejected. He's getting knocked on his ass, <laughs> and he's you know what what. And all I can do as a bartender is fucking just support him. Yeah, I he's got to take his lumps. Right, you dig? I yeah. can't. I, I, what can I do? I'm I don't want him to get abused. But he's got to take his lumps. And all I can do as a bartender is support him because I know what that's like. When when I first started, I did horrible. Yeah. And, you know, it was a, a manager that believed in me. They said, you know, you, you're good. If that manager never said it to me, I probably would have never bartended again. I probably would have stopped. Yeah. So I just want to, you know, and I, he was like really, and I just looked at him and I go, bro, your, your life is going to change after this <laughs> as a bartender. And I said, stop talking about where you work because I really don't give a shit. Right. I don't care about it. And another thing, stop putting the martini glasses, drink some martini glasses. Yeah. Put them in highballs. So, you know, he's slowly, slowly getting better. He's getting better, blah, blah, blah. And um, I said, man, you gotta, you've got to put the drinks down on paper. You've got to put the drinks down on paper to, to study them. Yeah. And he did what fucking drives me crazy, man. What? He picks up his phone uh, and he says, "Dude, he says, I just, here, yeah. I just got to go on here." And I said, "Yo, man, <laughs> I said, if would you like if your girl made you a cake, an instant <laughs> cake, for your birthday that she just bought or she just bought it at the store? Would you like a, a cake that she actually made for you? She yeah. put work. People, that's the art of bartending. That's lazy. You got to commit it to paper to make the paper. Which he yeah. didn't follow me. You got to put that shit on fucking paper 
to make the paper. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to commit it to memory. You're a bartender, people want to see that you be you're able to um, you know, call drinks, recall drinks off the top yeah. of your head. And another problem with that, I mean, yeah, you don't maybe in the in the beginning you don't have everything memorized, right? You got stuff on paper. That's one thing. If you if you got on your phone, let's say I come up to you, I order I order a uh, some weird drink that you never heard of, right? You say okay, and then what do you do? You pick up your phone and you start typing away. Like, what is this guy it's fucking right, doing? Yeah. Is he texting his girlfriend? What is he doing? He's supposed yeah. to be making me a drink, you know. So they don't know what you're doing on and your what phone. What confidence that you're looking would up. you have as a guest if you see a bartender <laughs> do that? No, <laughs> you know what I mean. You're like you lose respect. Yeah, yeah. if you got to do that. So, and w- 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 he was seeing like he was seeing how guests like how guests knew my name. Uh-huh. Within and like to me, it's normal. Yeah, that's like you, you know. Like yeah. the thing is, man, when we tell we talk, I've seen what you can do as a bartender. Mm-hmm. I've seen the magic you can do as a bartender. You've seen what I can do. Mm-hmm. So when you're telling me something, I, I see it, even though I'm not there because I've seen what you can do. To me, it's normal. Like listeners hearing it, they take the ride, but it's not the same. This kid is seeing like guests come up to me, and how half the party knows my name already. They're yeah. not referring to me as "Hey, bartender." Yeah. They're referring to me, you know, as my with my name, calling me by my name, mm-hmm. and I, I make a drink, and how everybody wants to drink that drink. He's seeing that magic, and dude, like, and then right after cocktail hour, dude, mm-hmm. I told this kid clean this bar. Yeah, you got to clean this fucking bar. Do all this shit. Then meet me in the other room for the reception, and he did it. Mm-hmm. He did it, and he started smiling. And I got to tell you, at the end of the night, man. Mm-hmm. He was a different person. Yeah. He wasn't great as a bartender, yeah. but he was much better. And he had a he had a pep in his step and he thanked me, man. Mm-hmm. And when he left, I said, Good job. I said, you know, commit that, you know, journal that shit. I called you had issues with, with Long Island Ice Tees, you had sh- issues with Tom Collins. Mm-hmm. I go, You have an internet, you have a computer and all that? He goes, Yeah. I go, go home, research that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? He he was a different person and uh he worked hard. And what I was impressed with, he he earned my respect because he took a beating, man. Mm-hmm. That's humiliating when you make drinks and you have guests just like like what the fuck is that? And they they they're asking other people to do that. And yeah. he just he just he was resilient. He just he just came back from that. That's what impressed me. Uh-huh. Some people can't deal with that. Some people have a hard time with that, and they they panic. And he had the, he had the 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 strength to deal with that. That's yeah. that's fucking tough, man. Yeah. That's good, but yeah, I mean, any, anybody's gonna panic at first in that situation. Even even if you're experienced, you yeah. know, you see that wave coming towards you, and you already and you know you only got three bartenders for that large group of people. Is kind only of a, two that, that, two experienced, yeah. you know, so you know that that's not the proportion ideal proportions that you'd like, you know. So you're you already so even you as an experienced bartender might have been a little you know nervous, overwhelmed by that situation. But you just got to fall back on your confidence. You got to be confident in, yeah. in your abilities and just uh, knock it out, you know, getting getting all flustered and nervous. Yeah. I, I, believe me, it's happened to me a hundred times, but yeah. it doesn't help any the situation at all. You just got to be confident with, with what you can do, you know? No, it was, it was a, absolutely, it was it was a good feeling to, uh, I mean, really, like, he, what he doesn't realize is that, like, I just have a year under my belt of doing a podcast. Mm. I'm passionate about bartending. I told the kid, you, you hit the lotto. You have no idea what you're in store for because... It was like I was doing a live show, mm-hmm. and this—he was the only one in the audience, and he, he would just—he had this look like it was just so much shit I was throwing at him about bartending. And I said, "These people know my name. You got to recognize that. Uh-huh. That's fucking bartending. Yeah, it's you know, I make a drink everyone likes. Like in the, a thing now at weddings is um, everybody has a signature drink, mm-hmm. and like I'll just I'll, I'll suggest a drink, and then everybody drinks it, and then the whole bar 
wants that drink. And he yeah. just, people were coming up and he's like, I want what he's making. And he just was like, he was digging that. You know what I mean? And I go, that's right. the magic, dude. You just got to put the time in. But fast forward, the next week I go there. And like I said, it was a fluke. It, yeah. I had, it was, this, I've never, and since then I haven't, and this was about three or four weeks ago. Okay. But, um, I go to work, I'm working a gig, and I'm working with an experienced bartender that only can work cocktail hour and has to, has to bounce, has okay. to leave. Uh-huh. So I, get, I go in the bar, and they give me someone who has no bartending experience. None? <laughs> no bartending experience. <laughs> and he was a funny kid. And uh, I said, are you ready, man? I, I, the same shit. Like I just kept saying, are you ready? You're, you're, you're going to change. As a, you, your life is about to change. Are you, where, are you prepared for this? And he's looking at me like I'm crazy. And... I said, all right. So a guest comes up, orders a, a, a vodka pineapple. And I just, I go up and like, I get that glass, <laughs> a hold the glass, step, huh? get the scooper, okay? <laughs> Put the ice in the scooper. I said, never use your glass. Okay, you ready now? Dude, he's like nervous. And I'm nervous because I'm watching. And the guest is watching this. I go, grab the vodka. Hold the vodka like that. You're going to count to five. One, two, three, four, five. And the guest is looking. So I'm kind of like... You know, amping it up a little bit. I go throw a pineapple and throw a cherry because she's really pretty. And put a cherry in a drink, and she hands it to the guest. I go, "That was your first drink." And the girl goes, "I was your first time. I'm your first one." <laughs> nice. I go, "Yeah." And he's laughing. And she goes, "And I go, you never forget your first one, right?" <laughs> and she started. She started like bugging out, and he uh, he was digging it, man. And he another thing like he's seeing like the like to me it's normal like guests coming up complimenting you know when you're on your yeah. your game it's like you know you, you're used to it I mean, people tell you you're great it's nice it doesn't go to your head uh-huh. he's seeing it and he was bugging out and he was really into the chicks <laughs> because like you know it's cool like when a girl just asks you to, to take a she wants to take a picture with you yeah I want to, I want the bartender can you yeah. take a picture and he's seeing this <laughs> right. so like I'm going out of the bar taking pictures it's just cool you know it's it's the moment uh-huh. and dude I I he was into the whole, like, he really was digging the whole chick vibe. Like, you know, like, how the chicks, how cool they are. I go, bro, they got to come up to the bartender. You know what I mean? Like, if you see a hot girl like that, you know how many guys approach her in real life and they get shot down? She's coming up to you. Right. You just be you. It's all good. And then I was just, I kind of just was having fun with him. I was telling him, like, you know, you got to just, you know, that, that fantasy when you're bartending. It's just, it's just that moment. Dude, he just, like, he just took that and his, like, mind exploded. <laughs> but then I went over it, you know, got boundary issues. You know, yeah. you can't fraternize with a guest. You know, owner yeah. sees that, you'd be fired. But it just, I had so much fun <laughs> just training because to see that and, and to think that I'm giving these guys, like, a spark, Mm-hmm. of bartending and then they take that spark and turn it into their flame mm-hmm. and that's what i wanted to do and i haven't seen i haven't seen him yeah since then yeah. you know what i mean but i wanted to be memorable and they're seeing it you know you when you talk it's you know you talk but when you actually witness someone work and you see the action you're getting back and forth from a customer uh-huh it's fucking cool, man. That's funny. That makes me think about my uh, first time bartending. And it was, uh, you know, when I was a kid, when I was 14 years old, I started working in a restaurant as a uh, dishwasher, you know, and then I would do, you know, it was a small family restaurant. So you do whatever had to be done, you know. So eventually, if uh, if needed, I'd be the busboy or, uh, you know, if somebody didn't show up, uh, you know, I might even be the waiter or uh, or bartender, you know, and you know, I was, I was young, I was young, you know? And, uh, so the owners of this restaurant were friends with owners at another restaurant and, um, uh, this French restaurant and they had, uh, 
they had a, somebody quit at the last minute or whatever. They had no bartender for the night. So they said they would send, they would lend me out to the other restaurant, you know? And, uh, so now I'm like, this is my first night, like really bar to, you know, I'd jump behind the bar and, you know, make, make up, mix up a gin and tonic or something before at the other, at the first restaurant. But I never had a whole night where I was behind the bar the entire night, you know? And it was kind of, the, the bar was a, uh, off to the side, you know, and, and unless it got super busy, you know, no, it's not the kind of bar where people come hang out, but, you know, you're serving the restaurant. And unless people are waiting for a table, you probably wouldn't have too many guests sitting at the table at the bar itself, you know. But uh, so I was so point is I'm standing there alone, you know, waiting for something to happen, looking around at the bottles, getting familiar with the place. And I pick, and there's a mirror behind the bar, like most bars, you know, there's a mirror behind the bar. And uh, so I, I pick up a shaker and I'm looking at myself in the mirror, like, you know, pretending I'm shaking a drink and the owner walks in. <laughs> I was like so embarrassed. He's like, he's like seeing what you look like as a bartender, huh? <laughs> hey, that's cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that just made me think of that. We were talking about the first time bartending, you know, this other guy that you work with. So. That was that was my first real bartending, first night really bartending. Yeah, and you know, to experienced bartenders out there, if you're training someone new, that is showing you the respect and they're eager to learn, really try to you know yeah. make it you know that there's hope for them. You know what I mean? Because like I said, my you know my first time bartending was a week out of bartending school in a nightclub, and I did horrendous. Mm-hmm. But you know, someone you know gave me that spark. Right, and I—that's you know your job is you you know everybody's got to take their lumps, sure. But just to give them that spark, man. But you know uh, something else. I tweeted something a while ago, and it came to me while I was bartending. A guest asked me for a drink, mm. and I didn't want to go get it, so I was like, <laughs> ah, I don't have it. You didn't have the ingredients. No, I just didn't want to get it. It was the end of the night. I was oh, tired, and oh, something oh. happened to me. I go, what would happen? If there was a camera and John Taffer was watching you, right? <laughs> so I, I thought, I go, bartend like John Taffer's watching you. I tweeted yeah. it. I actually, I, I sent it oh, to yeah, him. I and uh, I just said, you know, you know what? I, she was leaving. I go, you know what, ma'am? I'll get it. It's like the, the expression, integrity is doing the right thing when no one's looking. Mm. I didn't want to go get it, but I, go, I, I got it. And I was like, you know what? Because I could just imagine, you know, see, you had it, but you didn't get it. <laughs> so I was just, you know, that and something else happened, man, that really... Uh, it was uh, it was funny, not funny, but um, it was the end of the night, and I'm really tired, man. Mm. And I and someone wanted a drink, and I take the drink, and I just I put it into the ice without the scooper, Uh-oh. and I just I just get it. Uh-huh. And a bartender looked at me, and goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" Dude? <laughs> he goes, "Really?" <laughs> and I just said, "I said, yeah, you know, because you you never do that. You always put the scooper." Yeah. And I was like, "Dude, I'm sorry, man, but he would not let it die, man." <laughs> He's like, "I can't believe, you know." You, why you would make a rookie mistake like that? I don't know. But it was he wouldn't let it go. But it, it was just funny, man. Like he, you would have thought I, 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 you know, was breaking bottles and doing crazy yeah. shit. But yeah, just well, thought I'd share uh, that, man. Yeah, it's serious. I mean, if that glass breaks in the ice, we all know how what a big uh, problem that is. No, absolutely, man. <laughs> not, not to mention it'll break in your hand. Uh, something that uh, I thought about that you said a while ago on a uh, previous show. Um, it was a calling when you talked about when you go to the deli, and like the guy never says ne- doesn't never, never says thank you. Yeah, I said as the as the customer, I said thank you, and the yeah. person you know receiving the money didn't say thank yeah. you. <laughs> and it, it, it I thought of something after that 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 I went through and uh, where I where I um, before I go to work in the morning, there's a deli. Right. It's right right like near, near the parkway, so it's convenient. Okay. But the guy is just he's just a um, he's obnoxious. But like it like I said, it's convenient, and I've been going to this guy. Well, I was going to this deli for like four years in a row. You know, it's like ritual. 
And um, he's just, you know, he's obnoxious. Not a bad guy, but just like, you know, you know, he tells you these things and you're locked on a conversation when you're in a rush. Mm. And, you you know, he gets annoyed if you got to go. Like, where you got to go? I'm like, dude, I got to go to work. (laughs) But anyway, I go there. It was like a Friday and I wanted a uh, I wanted a bagel, Uh like a grilled cheese bagel with onions, Mm -hmm. like toasted. Right. So I tell him, and I'm watching, you know, I just happen to watch him, and he's, he's putting it in a microwave. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I go, what the fuck you doing, bro? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I, I could put it in the oven, man. He got an <laughs> oven right there. Well, I want a, a microwave. And he's just like looking at me, and he puts, he just takes the bagel, and he, he puts it in the oven for like, dude, two minutes. Uh-huh. And I, I wouldn't take it. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't want it. I'll just take this. And I was, I was like, I wouldn't want it. I don't want it. And I haven't. I decided right there and then I'm not going to this guy anymore. Right. And I haven't been there in like a year, man. <laughs> and what's weird is that I see him from time to time where we live, like in yeah. the malls or something. He'll ask oh, okay. me what happened. Yeah. And I just, you know, tell him, you know, I had a different route to work, different, yeah. you know, saving money. But it made me think of something that I, I learned at a uh, seminar one time for my um, job where it was about customer loyalty. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, and I think we covered this on previous shows, but. You know, the customer that writes and complains will will come back as a customer. The worst customer is the customer that doesn't say anything and will never come back. Right. And I will never go back to this dude. Right. I will never give him any more of my money. Yeah. Because I couldn't believe how do you fuck a bagel up? A yeah. grilled cheese. <laughs> That's like me fucking up a screwdriver. Uh-huh. I mean, really? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, how hard is that? Yeah. Cut the cheese, put it in the oven, leave it in for five minutes. You know, I was looking forward, and it was just like, I couldn't believe, like, he just didn't care, and I, I wouldn't take it, and he lost, dude, I was giving this guy, like, $20 a week. Yeah, sure. You know, and, like, he, he, you know. Yeah, a lot of times, it's a small little thing, and you don't realize it, and then you lose a customer forever, you know, it happens all the time, all the time. That's it, man. Well, it's great to have you back in the studio again, and uh, we're going to be hearing from you more often in the upcoming week, so that's good, leading up into uh, Tales of the Cocktail in the middle of July, and uh, I'm planning to produce a lot of content while I'm down at Tales of the Cocktail this year, and uh, maybe even have some uh, surprises for you from down there, so... uh, Stay tuned for that. So, uh, yeah, we're Bartender Journey. You can find us on the interwebs at bartenderjourney.weebly.com. That's our website. And you can listen to the show there or find the link to iTunes, which, uh, yeah, if you go to iTunes and subscribe, that's really the best way to make sure you get it every week. And and, uh, we appreciate it, especially if you go to iTunes and leave us some comments and give us some stars. Five stars is the most that they allow. So, um Remember that when you're giving stars, five is the most. <laughs> so uh, also uh, you can get a hold of me on email at vince.bartender at gmail.com or on Twitter at Barkeep Tips. You can reach me through uh, Twitter, Vance Fano, and you can contact me through email at bartender2222 at gmail.com. And we love hearing from you guys, and uh, we appreciate your emails. We, we uh, enjoy hearing your stories. So... Uh, Keep doing that and keep listening and um, keep making good drinks and giving good cu- customer service. And uh, it's pretty cool. We're getting pretty uh, pretty well known in uh, Europe and uh, Germany, man. Yeah, we've had a lot of uh, it's cool, European man. action. That's right. And the, yeah. the UK, yeah. Yeah, that is very cool. Very cool, man. And uh, part of that is... Part of that's due to uh, the York Meyer interview that I oh, did. Oh, that dude is the shit. He's man. A, he's awesome. He's an awesome dude. Smart dude. And uh, hope to uh, hope to meet him in person one of these days. So uh, 
Yeah, so if you haven't heard that show, it's actually split into two, uh, the interview with Jorg Meyer. That's episode 68 and 69. So if you haven't heard that, definitely go back and find that. You can find it on our website or on iTunes. And uh, this is show 73, so it was, uh, whatever, five, five, six weeks ago, whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, definitely look for that. Uh, very uh, inspiring and informative and fun interview. I had a great time talking to that guy. And uh, Cool to listen to. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, cheers. We'll talk to you next time on Bartender Journey. Take care. <laughs>